0: Welcome to Christ Church. The following is a homily from our Sunday morning gathering in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Enjoy. Jesus didn't get any days off. And after a long day of teaching, he's tired and wants to get away from the crowd. I can understand that. He's in need of some time of rest and rejuvenation. Self-care, perhaps. Some time away. Just imagine how exhausting it must have been for him to do that day in and day out. And I've said it before and people laugh at me, but there had to have been a day where Jesus turned the corner and saw the crowd and said, no, 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 not today. He was just trying to catch a quick little power nap in the boat. Now, when we think of the sea, imagine in your mind what that brings up for you. Oftentimes it is a sunset or a sunrise or the beautiful waves or the sound of the water lapping on the shore, on the sand, on the rocks. But usually it is a calm serene and tranquil picture in our minds. But if you've ever been on the open water, it is not like that all the time. And storms can come up out of nowhere. Now, I have to confess something. I am not a normal Okie. I don't like thunderstorms. You will never catch me on the front porch going, oh, here it comes. It's not going to happen. Now, I want to tell you a quick story. I spent a lot of time on lakes as a kid in Wisconsin. Uh, My best friend and I were lucky enough to be able to pack a cooler and some sandwiches and drinks and go out all day in the little boat with a little outboard motor. And it was fine because we could see the bottom of the lake. His parents could see us, and it was safe. I never felt afraid on the water. Now, this wasn't a big lake. But one day, I was with several friends on Grand Lake in my friend Matthew's 32-foot Chris Craft Cruiser. Do you know what that is? A gorgeous, completely redone, wooden, wooden, remember, wooden boat. Okay. As we are cruising and just hanging out, having lunch, just relaxing, we get a message from the Coast Guard that there is a storm coming and they want everyone off the lake. No big deal. Well, we could see the storm coming this way. We're going that way. So here we are going along. And as I was sitting on the front of the boat talking with some friends, I went, "What is that smell? And I thought that is an electrical fire. Did I mention we were on a wooden boat? We lost an engine, a fully loaded boat with one engine going this fast. And the storm was going this fast. I could see it coming. Okay, and as we're going, the storm comes. So I go in underneath the boat. I'm like, okay, I can do this. I can do this because I have to because I'm in the middle of the lake. I can't go anywhere. We get back, the wind is so strong, we can't get into the marina. So here we are sitting on the open water in this thunderstorm. On a boat made of wood. And there's lightning. Have I painted this picture enough yet? It's scary. I was afraid. The only way we could get to the marina was if someone would sacrifice their dignity and dive in and swim a rope over to pull it in. I did that because I was told to, and I wanted it to be over. Here I am, safe and sound, but needless to say, it was a moment of terror for me. It was very scary. The Reverend Marcia Paul states, Times of intense difficulty, trouble, or danger have often been compared to stormy seas. They come upon us whether we like it or not. I did not. Life is like that. We can avoid some storms by watching the weather forecast and using some common sense. We can avoid some emotional, spiritual, financial, and social disasters by being wise and following God's instructions. But sometimes bad things just happen. Even while we're minding our own business, doing what is right, living into our baptismal covenant and to the best of our ability with God's help. So ultimately, whether we like it or not, storms are going to happen in our lives. So they show up at different times and different places and different intensity levels, right? Some are minor. You can kind of see them coming. And even if they come up, You can put them aside until it's okay to deal with them because you're in the middle of something else. Other times they are quick out of nowhere and throw you into complete and utter chaos. Job loss, divorce, addiction, the loss of a loved one. I imagine we could sit here for hours and hours and add to this list of the things that we have experienced. Well, in my experience, what causes the biggest problem in this situation is the sheer and utter fear of the unknown. How long is this going to take? Wh- what do I do? H- how can I get through this? Numerous things can go through our minds. And this is where it gets tricky for me because I get frustrated because many times in a, you know, those People who are Christian say things in these moments that are a little cliche and a little frustrating. Maybe you've heard these things before. Don't be afraid. Just trust Jesus. God won't give you more than you can handle. God is just testing you. If only your faith were stronger. I have to be honest, these responses drive me through the roof. Mostly because I think they go against what the gospel tells us. There's a significant difference between saying there's nothing to be afraid of and don't be afraid. There's a significant difference between saying there's nothing to be afraid of and don't be afraid. My friends, God isn't testing us or giving us too much to deal with, sitting back and watching us struggle. That is not what God does. No, God is with us in every moment, especially the ones in which we struggle. The good times and the complete and utter chaos. Now, in this story we heard this morning, the disciples thought they were going to die. You heard my story. I wasn't going to die, but I felt like it. And in reality, I was safe. But in the moment, I was afraid and I experienced fear. And wouldn't you know it, they were frustrated that he seemed to not be concerned with their safety. He was taking a nap. And one one thing I read, said, Not only was he taking a nap, he was doing it on a cushion. I mean, he had a bed on the boat, right? They didn't have that. They were going to die. And they they even asked him, right? Do you not care that we're going to die? We're perishing here. We are going down. The ship is going down and you don't care. When he awoke, he rebuked the wind and said, Peace, be still. And what we hear in this story is that the wind ceased And there was a dead calm. In one single moment, Jesus has removed the chaos. And his response, why why are you afraid? Do you not have any faith? You don't have anything to be afraid of. What did he not tell them? He didn't say, oh, don't be afraid. Why are you afraid? You have nothing. I'm here with you. I am here with you. This morning when I was, when I was tidying up my notes, it hit me. It's something about this story in a way I had never thought of it before. Was Jesus calming the storm or was he calming the disciples' hearts? I don't know. Probably both. But imagine if you had that moment of sheer chaos and fear and Jesus was physically with you and stopped the chaos. That would be awesome. So what Jesus is trying to tell them is that really, honestly, they had nothing to fear because he was with them. But he didn't say, Well, you were you were afraid that you're bad. He didn't chastise them for being afraid. He's trying to make them see that fear is real. Fear is real. And in truth, they have nothing to fear because he was with them. And in these moments, while God simply isn't just sitting back going, oh, let's see how. Let's see how they handle this one. Hey, come here. Watch this. Right. Right. That's not what God does. Right. But it is in these moments that our faith is certainly put to the test to see how deep that faith is. And in these moments, that faith is strengthened. It is strengthened when we lean on God, when we encounter these moments of chaos in our lives. So we have a choice in these moments, right? We could either go at it alone and say, I got this. Or we could say, God. I don't got this. I need you to take care of this. And God's love is deeper than any wave or amount of water or storm that may be coming toward us. So we have nothing to fear. Isn't that, doesn't that sound good that we have nothing to fear? That brings me peace. Now, if I am transparent and honest, I don't always do that because I'm a human being and I forget sometimes to say, God, I need you to just handle this, please, because I can't. There's a couple things I want you to remember this week. And for those who are visiting today, oftentimes, most times that I will leave you with a challenge because I want you to go about your week and think about these things. First and foremost, what I want you to remember is it is okay to be afraid. It's okay to be afraid. We often hear in our society, no, no, don't be afraid. Don't show your emotion. Just suck it up and just move on. But no, fear is real. The emotions that go along with fear are real. The emotions that go along with loss are real. And fear is real and present in our daily life. And whether you're in the middle of a storm or not, remember that truly you have nothing to be afraid of. And remember the difference. You don't have anything to be afraid of, but it's okay to be afraid. In those moments, my challenge to you is live into your faith. Lean into God and allow God to be in control. The storm is going to end. It's going to pass at some point. But the love that God gives us never will. Amen.